Leading Britain's Conversation, LBC, with Matt Fry. Well, I promised you uh, Simon Marks, and I will now deliver on Simon Marks. Simon Marks is up on the other side of the pond in Washington, D.C., and there's been lots of breaking news, hasn't there, overnight? Um, uh, Steve Bannon uh, being charged with contempt of Congress, and we had Britney Spears breaking her conservatorship that was imposed uh, on her by her father 13 years ago. I know that you're a massive Britney Spears fan, and I know that that's what you <laughs> want to talk about. And I'm sorry to say, Simon, we're going to have to wean you off Britney for a bit, and we talk about Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon, how does uh, why does this matter? And, and what exactly has he been charged with? You've always got to eat the spinach first, haven't you? Yeah. Um, Steve Bannon, uh, as everybody will know, uh, was very much the architect of Donald Trump's 2016 presidential election win and on-again, off-again advisor to President Trump, who actually hadn't worked officially within the White House for three years prior to the January the 6th insurrection uh, on Capitol Hill that, of course, Democrats in Congress are investigating. They want to understand and uh, just how much culpability uh, not just President Trump himself, but Trump world insiders had for the uh, violent attack by the former president's conspiracy theory-believing supporters on Capitol Hill on January the 6th. So they have uh, issued subpoenas uh, to Steve Bannon and a host of other figures uh, with prominent roles in Trump world, and a subpoena, of course, legally compared held Mr. Bannon to show up on Capitol Hill and testify. He could show up and plead the Fifth Amendment against self-incrimination and publicly refuse to answer any of their questions, but he was required to show up. And for the last 22 days, Steve Bannon didn't show up. So this became a big test of what Merrick Garland, President Biden's attorney general, was going to do. Because traditionally, uh, and I think it's you have to go back to 1983 to find a similar case, officials who have served in previous uh, White House administrations have not been forced to comply with these subpoenas. But Mr. Bannon is not covered by executive privilege. He wasn't working at the White House at the time of the insurrection or indeed for three years before it. So essentially the Department of Justice is saying, I'm very sorry Mr Bannon, you can't claim executive privilege, the notion that your conversations with the President of the United States are protected because of the role you played within his administration because you didn't play a role within his administration. So he's going to surrender to authorities on Monday. He could go to jail. There are other prominent figures that the committees have subpoenaed from within Donald Trump's uh, old inner circle, including uh, his former chief of staff, Mark mm. Meadows, who are facing the possibility of similar action. Michael Flynn, his former national security advisor, suddenly said last night that he'll comply with the requests of Congress to provide evidence. He was a, a holdout, but the whiff of an indictment of Steve Bannon appears to have seen him turning turtle. But it's a huge moment because it sets up the possibility, Matt, that we head into 2022, midterm elections coming, Donald Trump absolutely trying to galvanise his base. And if you've got Stephen Bannon or any of the others in prison during 2022, Donald Trump will relish the opportunity to say the Biden administration is holding political yeah. prisoners. Well, this is it. I mean, I know Steve Bannon a little bit. I spent quite a few hours with him in Rome once when he was still very much um, in disgrace, having left the White House. And he's in a, you know, he's a, he's a smart, you know, 
in quite actually quite engaging but very abrasive character who loves a fight. I wonder whether he himself wouldn't mind spending, you know, a few months or even a year in prison. And, you know, a fine of $100,000 to him, who I think made quite a lot of money from Bitcoin, is chicken feed. I so, think he'd absolutely relish it. Absolutely. Well, this is it. So I mean, it's a, was, it's a, it could be an own goal then for the Biden administration. Well, uh, and that's why I think it's taken Merrick Garland and the Department of Justice three weeks to decide what to do. I mean, Steve Bannon was hosting his own web TV show yesterday when this news broke. And behind him on a giant plasma screen, which is in the shot when he's on television, you could see the banner headline at the bottom of the screen saying... And this was from MSNBC, not from his own web webcast, saying Bannon indicted. And he clearly relished the idea uh, that uh, finally there's an opportunity to do battle. I, you know, I, I do think that, you know, this is not Steve Bannon's first brush with the law. This is a man sure. who was charged with uh, conspiracy to con ordinary Americans out of their hard-earned cash in a scheme that told those Americans that money was going to be spent building a border wall along the US uh, border with Mexico. He was pardoned for that by President Trump. Uh, but of course, the pardon only applied to that allegation and certainly doesn't help him under these circumstances. Okay, that's enough spinach on Steve Bannon. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's get to the, the thing you really want to talk about. So let's be, I'll give you a few, uh, a few moments to, to recollect yourself, Simon. Yep. Um, let's, let's listen to what Matthew Rosengard, this is Britney Spears' lawyer, had to say yesterday. Not only is this momentous for Britney, but she helped shine a light on not only this conservatorship, which was corrupted by her father, James P. Spears, but she helped shine a light on conservatorships and guardianships from coast to coast, from California to New York. I, that was you cheering there in the background, uh, Simon, with, with many of your friends, of course. It's amazing. I'd never heard of the word conservatorship until this story came up. Why is, why is the world, why is America engaged so much with the plight of the woman who sang the song, Whoops, I Did It Again? Yeah, well, I, I do think that when you saw those scenes outside the courthouse yesterday, and, and we've seen similar scenes at previous hearings, this has become a big cultural moment in the United States. And sure, some of those people are simply attracted by the showbiz and celebrity that is Britney Spears, but there is a big issue, as her attorney there hinted at at the heart of this. There are 1.3 million people in the United States living, as Britney Spears has been for the last 14 years, under these conservatorships, which in the UK would, you know, it, it's like having a legal guardian who is absolutely empowered. 1.3 million, 1. did you 3 say? 1.3 million wow. of them. And, and, and the asset management that the conservators oversee, totaled from all of those cases, is more than $50 billion. Wow. Now, in Britney Spears' case, we know that her father was not just completely controlling her personal affairs and uh, telling her who she could date and deny her uh, rights to make her own decisions about birth control and uh, saying no she couldn't go off and have a baby but he was also controlling all the cash um, and w this thing really fell apart when the judge took initial steps to remove the father to dilute the father's role in all of this and bring in a financial management firm uh, to oversee the financial side of, of, of the business because mm. it is a business right 
and uh, the financial services firm was on the receiving end of so much flack from Britney Spears and her supporters in the United States that within days mm. of having been appointed, the firm said, we want absolutely nothing to do with right. this. And that was the stake in the heart of this whole arrangement. But there's a big legal conversation for uh, over a million Americans out there that see her as championing their efforts yeah. to try and undo conservatorships. Good stuff. Listen, of course, it's up to me to choose the music we play out on, and I'm not. it's not going to be Britney. I'm going to go back to Don McLean, but I just want to say thank Fine you, choice. Simon. Thank you to all our listeners and callers and guests. David Lamid for Majid Nawaz next, but here's a bit of American Pie. Boys were drinking whiskey and rye, singing this'll be the day that I die. This'll be the day that I die. 